This episode was originally recorded during the height of lockdown three in England, but the idea of encouragement and the subsequent conversation is still very relevant. So I made the decision to put this episode out despite the fact that we are out of lockdown now. At the time of publication, October 21, we are still adjusting to living and finding equilibrium post-lockdown, but not post-pandemic. We've swapped out one set of challenges for a different set. So courage is still an important element. We need to keep topped up. I hope you find this episode useful. Welcome to the Growing Happy Families podcast, where we aim to help you clarify your goals for your family, understand what makes your family members tick, and work out what helps you to get along better. This podcast is in no way an expert directive on how you should be parenting your children. After all, you are the experts on your family. But it is my sincere hope that you might hear something that helps you feel supported and understood as you go about the business of raising your next generation. My name is Kim Leone, and I'm here today talking with my lovely co-host and pal, Mari Perks. Oh, good morning, Kim. Sun is shining. Good morning. It's another day. It is shining here too, and it's just lovely. I'm enjoying it. So where are you this week in your thinking, Kim? Where am I this week? Well, actually... Because of what we were talking about the last few weeks about self-care, it sort of kind of runs on from there in terms of how growing happy families, how how you help your children, your young people to grow into happy young people. And, you know, and, and also that you feel happy yourself. And one of the big things and the reason that I bang on about self-care quite so much to parents is, if you want to be encouraging to your children, and, and I would argue that encourage is the most important thing to keep us going. If you want to be encouraging to your kids, you have to do it from a place of encouragement yourself. You can't, you cannot encourage other people unless you feel encouraged. So that is probably where I want to start today, I think thinking about encouragement especially you know with what's the challenges of lockdown and you know homeschooling and trying to maintain all the other things that in inverted commas we normally do in this non-normal situation um it's very hard and there are lots of things making it feel very difficult for people at the moment so Mm. It feels really important to talk about encouragement and how we can encourage ourselves. I was going to ask you, um, mm. because people will say, so how how do I source encouragement for myself so that, that I can then model it for my children? I'm so glad you asked that question. This is one of the joys of, for me of, of what I do is looking at ways that people can source courage. When we talk about encouragement quite often, what we're really thinking about is praise. And praise is when you bring out all the bells and whistles and the marching band and the flags 
and the trumpets and you start going woo everywhere you know you're great you're fantastic you bring out all this the sort of the big superlative words and you describe a person in terms of those fantastic kind of words but actually what that does praise is it, it kind of relies upon a, a like a finished product of success having already happened so that you can bring out the band and you know get the party poppers out it, it, it kind of relies on success whereas encouragement relies on effort it relies on someone having a go regardless of the outcome in many ways does that make sense i like that phrase having a go regardless of the outcome because mm -hmm. it's like encouragement and positive feedback if you like yeah for for trying you know, yeah. for having a go yeah. for not looking at something and saying oh no I can't even start because I know I'm going to be rubbish at it yeah. or I'm going to splodge my pen or something yeah but the um the the engagement I think that so that feedback for saying, wow, you know, you really engaged with that and gave it such a good try. Look how well mm. you've done with the bit that you've, even though you didn't quite finish it or it's not the same as somebody else's, I saw how much effort you put into Yeah, yeah. That. I think it's, it's so important and it's something that, because in society we're sort of results-driven, aren't we? You know, we, we, we look for results always which means results equals success in, a, in, a, in so many ways. And, and, of course, we want success. We want to be successful. But when we're small people and we don't have a lot of experience and, um, you know, dexterity perhaps in doing a new thing, it's the first few times we've done it. Of course, we're not going to be very good at it. That's the nature of practising, isn't it? You start off rubbish and you get better as you do it repeatedly. Mm. And, you know, children haven't got motor skills, perhaps, or, you know, the, the, they haven't got the, the skills that they need to start with. So, of course, it's going to be a bit, you know, a bit hesitant or not quite what we would want a perfect job to look like, you know. Mm. And, but it's a job and they're trying really hard to do something. Mm. If we give them the kind of feedback that says, well, you missed a bit, is that going to, you know, fill them with enthusiasm for having another go? Not so much, I don't think. Whereas if we say, oh, wow, as you said, you know, look, at, I saw you spending a lot of time with that bit. How was it? You know, how did you get on? What do you think? We're asking them. Mm. They thought it went. It, it, that's also encouragement. Even when they point out the bits that, you know, okay, so you spotted where you could have done something differently. How, how might you do it next time? You know, even you might use different language, but even small people you can do that with. Mm. And, and that invites creativity and, and continuing. Yes, and with, more interest. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and I do know in the past I've, I've known a young person who 
who thought slightly differently because they were dealing with a a mild learning challenge mm-hmm. and had had done quite a complicated piece of maths yeah um but by a different route to the one that the teacher would normally use and the result was a big red line through it even though the answer was correct yeah and that was hugely discouraging mm. rather than saying oh that's really interesting that you came to the right answer explain to me how you got there yeah which would have been much more useful and much more encouraging for that young person yeah rather than the the and what we do sometimes even inadvertently the metaphorical red line through it saying wrong yeah go back and start again completely yeah rather than oh good working yeah can't quite see where you go. I love. I'd love Copy you to just it. tell me. Mm, yeah, absolutely. show me. And yeah. um, it's. I think that if we want our children to be courageous, and we all need courage, it's not the kind of courage that you have. You know, that has you sitting on a white charger and slaying dragons and lions and monsters. It's the kind of courage that gets you out of bed in the morning. And gets your clothes on and gets you to school or work or wherever you need to be doing your thing, whatever that thing is. Mm. Whereas if you don't have courage, you're going to be much more careful about what you do do and how much Mm. you try because you're fearful that you won't be successful and then your courage will be further Mm. nibbled away at, you know, Mm. Which, which for small people... Is not going to feel very comfortable at all, and and for bigger people, if we're really honest, yeah. I, you know, I think adults have to have to look to their courage. Mm. And whereas praise, this is really important. Whereas praise, we are reliant upon other people to tell us whether we've been successful or not. With encouragement, we can learn how to do do it for ourselves. We can learn how to. Um, observe what we did and how much effort we put in and kind of do that encouragement for our ourselves self-encouragement oh that's that's a really interesting thought that Mm. by internalizing that encouragement that we can notice when we've done something in in our own minds to start with that is Uh, done well or that we're pleased with it or um there's nothing well there's a lot of things that are lovely but there's a lovely thing when a a child holds up a picture to you and looks so proud of their of this lovely thing that they've done and whatever it is saying oh I love the way that you've used that color or that's um that the butterfly is over there. Oh, just tell me that. I mean, what's that at the bottom? Just tell me about your picture. Yeah. Um, and I think what would, and it does happen sometimes as well. The person looks at and goes, "Well, what? I can't quite see what it is. What? What is it?" Well, they say, "Why? Why did you paint the house that colour?" Well, it's not a house. Yes. That's the church that Mummy took me to the other day. Well, you yes. know that kind of thing. And I think we. There's something about our own need to be right sometimes that might get in the way. But that's because we don't feel that encouraged. So because we're discouraged, sometimes we're 
innately programmed to sabotage other people by discouraging them? I don't even think it's sort of, I mean, it's not even that conscious, is it? There's something about that, what you've just said, that sort of implies that we know what we're doing. And of course we don't. We don't deliberately set out to discourage our children. I think it's, um, you know, we, we don't, but we're, we're concerned with our feelings of discouragement in that, in that moment. And perhaps someone has told us or pointed out what we did wrong. So we kind of pass it on. It's like mm. take one and pass it on. Um, and wouldn't it be so wonderful if we could take a bit of encouragement and mm. pass that on? Yes. You know, I think we were talking earlier, weren't we, about, you know, the world would be a nicer place if we had lots of Captain Toms because his encouragement was inspiring other people to do go the extra hundred steps in the garden or you know just to do a little thing doesn't have to be a big thing and encouragement is like that you can drip tiny tiny little drops of courage and and people will soak that up and we can do that to ourselves it isn't about the big grand gestures it's not the marching bands and the flags and the pom-poms and the parade it's just the small things like I notice how hard you worked on that the time you've spent I like the colours. Thank you for helping. Just tiny little drips. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw a complete curveball here because it's going <laughs> into my head and you're very welcome to say, can we save this for another day? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, you can buy them. There's a lot of use of them. People are, if you like, encouraged to use them with their children. Reward charts. Yeah. Um, and from what you're saying, my sense is that maybe they have their place, but actually almost they can be disincentives to yes. encouragement and courage. I think so. And I will just reiterate that this podcast is like my opinion. It is not truth. It is not yeah. fact. It is my opinion. And other people will have different opinions and they're absolutely welcome to. And if things work, that's great. Mm. Okay. I want people to have happy families. So I'm not going to trash everything. If it works for you, that's fine. Mm. In my experience, praise charts or reward charts. Reward is inextricably linked to punishment. It's inextricably linked to punishment. So the carrot and the stick thing. It is absolutely the carrot and the stick. And they're both different sides of the same coin. So if the child doesn't get the reward that they were expecting, they will feel punished Mm. in a weird kind of way. Well, not so weird kind of way, really. Mm. Whereas with encouragement, you're, you're praising the effort not the person. Praise is about the person. And rewards are, you know, you get a reward if you've been a good boy or you get a reward if you've washed your teeth every day, but you don't get a reward if you didn't wash your teeth, you know? Mm. Or if you didn't do it correctly, perhaps, you know? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, and again, I'll, I'll say the same as you are. It came from my own thinking. I, I can recognise that in some situations there 
useful um people find them perhaps for their own courage find them useful too yeah. so sorry it was a curveball it just sort of popped in there i think it's we, really really relevant though mari because we've been taught carrot and stick since i don't know historically carrot and stick is how you know the be- behavioral kind of side of science if you like came up with that idea that if you you know, if you give something of somebody or some animal a reward for when it's done good, it will it will want that reward and it will do it again to get the reward. But which is fine as far as it goes, because it, it gets you probably the behavior that you would like. But let me give you an example. If you've got two children and you reward one because they did something. But the other one doesn't get the reward because they didn't do something or the same thing or as successfully as the first one how do they feel even though mm. they didn't get actually punished they feel punished yes I would argue that that is the case mm. they feel left out or excluded you know what happens when we feel excluded we feel disconnected we feel like we don't belong we don't belong to the club of people who can do this thing so so there's a kind of disconnect you don't feel connected as Betty Lou Bettner would exactly, say exactly exactly yeah. yeah so I'm just thinking about years ago as well um when I used to be a Sunday school teacher uh-huh. and um and it was it, and children used to take a scripture exam and which was fine and then if they passed the scripture exam they got a bible yeah and so I, I observed this and thought you know some children can't retain information they can't make it every week to study for it and they, they don't. So I decided myself, my, mm-hmm. my own thinking was that if, if they'd been coming, even if it wasn't every week, and they, they were there on whatever birthday it was, we, we, not just on my own decided, we discussed it, mm-hmm. then they would, they would be presented with a Bible yeah, because I know that's a very churchy thing. Not everybody is religious or has a faith, but there are different examples in all sorts of different ways that we. Absolutely. It it was an encouragement and a thank you rather than a prize for for being yes. able to retain the performance, kind of which, yeah. which I instinctively felt was divisive. Divisive, yes, yes. discouraging. At the end of the day, praise can be discouraging because you are reliant upon someone else mm. who um, has to be there to, you know, to give you that affirmation apart from mm. anything. Um, you also are reliant upon them approving of what you've done, even if you've mm. worked really, really hard. If they don't approve of what you did, then you're not going to get that reward. Mm. Um, and that's going to be discouraging. Hmm. And it also is a bit of a power imbalance, isn't it? If you're the person who can judge another, that puts you above the person. Mm-hmm. And, and if we're trying to be as equal as possible or help the, the, the other person, the small person, to feel as equal as possible, then we don't need to be above them. As far as possible, we need to be alongside, guiding. Oh, completely agree with you. Mm. It, 
it's um I think that's challenging for some adults mm-hmm. I imagine if they haven't had it themselves as children why should mm-hmm. children now have it that's not in their awareness thinking that's probably no, no, that's in right. the, out of their awareness thinking but still that kind of protection of themselves I didn't get it so yeah why, I, why should somebody else and I think that's partly why I wanted to do this podcast was because you know there's there's so much that we can do that's a, that's only little we don't have to make massive great changes to the way we bring up our children for instance mm-hmm. you know in order to make a huge difference to the way they feel and the way we feel and how happy or not we are as a family. And that will bring, raise happy adults, mm. adults who are balanced and who feel competent and connected and belonging, you know, within um, the world, whatever it throws at them. And it, you know, goodness knows it's chucking a few challenges our way right now, right? It, it is. I think the other thing that's just come to mind is that thing of feeling valued for whatever just for being you are whatever you bring with you whatever your your skills or talents or not are and sometimes it's just that quirky smile sometimes going back to Captain Tom it's that ability that some people have to make you feel like you are so important to them yeah that you count yeah and that they value your company mm. in that moment. Yeah. And that is such a gift. It to, is a gift. To have that. But but to give that to other people is just so special. Mm. And and to give it without demanding anything or expecting yeah. anything in return, I think is for children incredibly, incredibly encouraging. Just wanting to be around them, just wanting them around us. Um, I follow a guy on Twitter. Uh, he's called Gar- Gary Scribbler on Twitter, at Gary Scribbler. He is an illustrator and he's working from home because of lockdown. And he's got his son working in his studio. He's a, a, an artist, an illustrator. So he works, you know, on his computer in his study. And because his little boy is is at home homeschooling. He's kind of moved into the study, and he was saying on Twitter this morning that um, his his Zoom calls are kind of. He's really glad that his industry is so relaxed because his Zoom calls inevitably have little visitors at some point, you know. And he's got a little picture on his tweet of his little son, sort of just standing beside him, waving person <laughs> on the screen. And that's the sort of thing that I mean, you know, to be included, to feel like you're okay enough to just Mm. stand there and wave. He's not making a big fuss. He's not making a big um, play for attention. He's just kind of saying, hello, I'm here. Mm. I feel like I'm part of this thing as well. Mm. And I think that's what kids need. They need to know that they're a part of the family and that they're they're wanted. And adults need that too, just to say. You know, without that feeling of belonging, how do you help someone else to feel that they belong? That's you know, true. If you don't feel capable, how do you help someone else to feel that they can do stuff? And if you don't feel that you count, 
and that you make a difference to someone or you're valued, how can you help other people feel valued? So it's really important, this courage thing. It sounds amazingly important. And I know we've kind of come to the end of this yeah. bit, but um, the the last thought that, that I had there as you were talking, I think, and we've talked about modelling in different ways before, but in actual fact, when we help children to feel as though they belong, you know, that they do, not as though, but they do belong in the family and they're valued, that they then can go into other groups, to the classroom, to scouts and guides, um, to other places, friendship groups, with yeah. confidence that they are able to belong. Yeah, they within. can find this sort of, they can find their place within those new arenas and new social grouping but the other thing that's wonderful about it is that without having to nag or go on about doing things and helping around the house um you get cooperative children and if you you know if you have that cooperation within your family life is a lot easier it's much more fun it's much more happy that sounds amazing. That's a lovely message to end on there. Thank you. Actually, is that children belong with children who are cooperative. Mm. So, yes. So put the time in and you'll get the outcome. Yes, absolutely. Hopeful. But you don't have to sort of put this massive amount of time in. I mean, it's massive as in an investment is massive. Mm. And it's like for a few years, not just five minutes. But you can drip it in, just a little drip and a trickle every day of of courage going in, pays off huge, huge dividends over time. It really does. Wonderful stuff. Thank you. I feel encouraged. Do you? Oh, good. I'm I do. It, it just talking yeah. about courage makes me feel encouraged. So, I mean, I've got some more. So, watch this space, really. Encouragement to talk about courage. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, sure. Kim. Thank you. And, See you uh, next yeah. time. See you next time. Bye. Okay, so that's it today. Thanks for listening. We hope it's given you some thoughts and ideas to help you growing your happy family. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks to Mari for co-hosting. Mari's got a podcast as well called Intentional Conversations about counselling and therapy. And thank you to Mick Parks for the musical contributions that are on here too. If you'd like to know more about the ways that we could work together or you'd like to give us feedback about the podcast or suggestions for uh, future episodes, please go to our website at heartfeltthinking.com. And my name is Kim Leone and this has been the Growing Happy Families podcast where we aim to help you clarify your goals for your family, understand what makes your family members tick and work out what helps you to get along better. See you soon.